Hello and welcome to Roll Plus Heart. My name's Sarah Keep and I'm joined as always by Bex Watson, Jen Blundell, and Helen Gaffney. Today we are playing Kids on Brooms by Jonathan Gilmore, Doug Lewandowski, and Spencer Stark, published by Renegade Games. Kids on Brooms operates with the same mechanics as Kids on Bikes, where character stats are assigned different dice from D4 to D20, but now those stats are also applied to different forms of spellcasting. The game also features our first returning character, Erin Doyle, from our Kids on Bikes game. But don't worry if you haven't heard those episodes, you can jump right into the story here. So let us begin. There is an island in a vast sea, unfamiliar to us, known as the Bountiful Isles. It is a place populated by creatures that we would refer to in our world as fantastical and mythical, but here they are ever so commonplace. Us bog-standard round-eared humans, however, do not exist in this world. Sure, there are tales, mostly spread around by fey folk of these boring, generic creatures, but the dismissed as folklore and bedtime stories made to scare children. A unique aspect of this world, though, is that all the people are born with inherent magical abilities. And so schools were built in order to teach children how to control these powers responsibly. Our story focuses on one such school in the town of Amos upon Sea, the boringly named Amos Girls Academy. It's more colloquially known to the people of the town as the Sandcastle for its striking towers and proximity to the beach. There are many magical schools in this realm, but you could do a lot worse than the Sandcastle. However, things have been a buzz in the town of Amos because three months ago, one of these humans of legend emerged from the pine woods, scared and confused. A pair of kind-hearted empty nesters took this lost child in and gave her a home. Bex, can you please reintroduce us to Erin Doyle and let us know how she's been adjusting to life in the Bountiful Isles? Yes, I can and will. <laughs> so Erin, looking essentially much the same as she did in her last adventure. Blonde hair, still tied up in that fabulous 90s space bun style. Backpack always with her. Ripped jeans, a loose t-shirt, with a, a slightly more peaceful expression on her face. Arriving in this world was startling, confusing, and for a while felt like a dream. There are fears of not being able to get home, of missing her mum, missing her sister, but at the same time, she's found a freedom that she never had at home from her responsibilities. She's adjusted fairly well, although with some periods of homesickness, sadness, some short panics about whether she'll ever be able to find a way home. But mostly she's made friends and she's found things that she's good at that she never would have been able to try in her own world. Well, you look over at the clock and see that this morning you are running late. As different as many things are here in the Bountiful Isle, one thing that is sadly similar to the world you left is a school uniform. An ivy green blazer, striped tie, and either pants or a skirt await you in your wardrobe. I don't know why I was in jeans then. <laughs> <laughs> hey. I took a, that's I took your a casual everyday clothes. walk. <laughs> Feasibly. Maybe the outhouse Absolutely. is outside or something, are they? Maybe I was doing some chores. Either way. Um, yeah, I will, um, noticing I'm late. Come on, Doyle. 
<laughs> get it together. Um, <laughs> get it together, Doyle. Uh, just kind of quickly throw on the uniform, tie still kind of loose around the neck, not done up properly, grab my backpack and kind of clatter down the stairs. Uh, as you fumble into the kitchen, you see the Whitfords, Morris and Nina, who are the older couple who took you in when you first arrived here. They are fairies, but they're not tiny like Navi or Tinkerbell, rather just slightly shorter than an average person. They do, however, have stunning functional prismatic wings that are tucked in behind them elegantly as they sit at the dining room table. Good morning, dear. You're running late again. Yeah. I, you know, maybe time works differently here. Okay, that's one theory. Yeah. Another theory is that you were up all night sending messages to your friends. Could that be true? All night would be irresponsible and crazy. (laughs) True. (laughs) Yes. So let's just say up late. Maybe. Hmm. She's smiling at you. You can tell it's not, this is not a act of like admonishment. It's just an awareness (laughs) of someone that has had many children and is maybe just happy to have another one in the house again. Oh, it reads like, you know, when children think they're getting away with reading their book after lights out, but their parents are just letting them because they're like, yay, they're reading books. (laughs) (laughs) Because she's sending messages, presumably, is practicing magic as well to some extent, you know? Yes, exactly. To send a message, you would need to use your wand to probably send an actual physical bit of paper across the town. I like that. Little paper aeroplanes. Oh, they're probably oh, not aeroplanes. Little paper birds. They'd be, they'd, they'd be, they'd be like those birds. little. Um, do you remember in um, in uh, in high school when you'd like fold something and it'd become like a tiny, tiny little envelope and then a you'd fold it out. Envelope. Envelope. Yeah. yeah, I love those things. Oh, yeah. baller. Um. Anyway, she's like. Either way, I I am late though. Um. Okay. Well, t- uh, take some toast with you before you go. I will do an anime girl late for school. <laughs> but <laughs> a piece of toast in the mouth. Toast, stick it in my mouth. Wave at them, like gather up some things that I'd left in the kitchen, <sighs> shove them into my backpack and just like take off and be like, see you later. <laughs> <laughs> Cute. Uh, yeah. Nina smiles. She's just very happy to have you around. Oh. But as you head to the front door, you see what has become your primary form of transportation these past three months. A sturdy broom with dried heather bristles, known as the Map Maker's Friend. It used to belong to one of the Whitford's kids, but since they moved away, it's just gathered dust in the attic. So they were more than happy for you to use it. You've gotten quite good at using it, but still, give me a flight roll challenge rating free, just to see... Uh, how smooth your takeoff is. Sure. First roll of the game. Uh oh. Oh Oh, dear. Rough, rough, rough takeoff then. (laughs) Just trip over it. It's making me think of um, Kiki's delivery service, you know, when she goes across the trees, like, just like whaps over. You get out onto the porch, sit aside your broom, bend your knees, and kick off before just sort of falling forward onto the front garden. Oh, God. Get it together, Doyle. (laughs) (laughs) I think we've already established a catchphrase. (laughs) Well, it's from the last season. (laughs) Um, I'll pick up my toast from where it's landed in the (laughs) flower bed, brush it off a bit, jam it back in my mouth. (laughs) And after a few false starts... Try again. 
Do you want to roll again? No, I think <laughs> it's fine. I think you got the momentum now after the false start to throw yourself up into the sky over Amos upon sea. The general architecture of the town isn't too dissimilar to 16th century Tudor, with wooden crossbeams and a combination of thatch and tiled roofs. There are many people sawing around on this morning commute, some heading to their places of work, many heading to the sandcastle. But before you go to school, there is a vital place you need to go first, and you hope you haven't kept your friends waiting there too long. Of all the praise the Sandcastle receives as an institution, the food is not one of the better aspects. In fact, it's borderline inedible. And so a before-school ritual is to stop at the Circle A, a small family-run convenience store, to pick up some lunch. Helen and Jen, which of your two characters do you think would have arrived at the Circle A first? Uh, almost certainly mine. mine mine's, yeah, I, you I know, Because my character's very fastidious, very like, you mm-hmm. know... I would agree. Uh, a bit of a, not a swap, but like, you know, rules, rules based. Yeah. <laughs> a rules based child. So I'd probably be there earliest. Excellent. Then uh, Helen, could you please introduce your character and the broom they use to get here? Okay. Yeah. Uh, my character is uh, Kira Blair um, and she is a centaur. So looks wise, she's got like really dark raven hair, about shoulder length, um, and she's got a white white horse body. So it's quite a nice like contrast looks wise. Uh, she's wearing her little school uniform, but she's also got an additional the extra for sort of centaurs, which is kind of like a, a horse skirt <laughs> in the same you know school colours. So Kira is a natural divination. What's the word? What, what word am I going for? Oracle? An, an, she's an oracle, yeah. She's a reluctant oracle. <laughs> um, but yeah, so she's been having visions ever since she was very little, and one of her main things is wanting to be able to control or you know suppress the visions to some extent, because it causes her a lot of stress and suffering. And... Yes. Love how vague my description is compared to Bex's. Oh, no one can compete with Bex. It's, it's, it's all fine. Yeah, and it's it's fine. Uh, but also, um, help the audience understand how you, a centaur, are riding a broom. Yeah, so what I've got... <laughs> I couldn't help you understand it, so... <laughs> um, um, what I've got is kind of like... It's, it's kind of like a lattice sort of work... Um, broom that's got a bit for the sort of under underbody of the horse and then the two let the two sets of legs go through a second sort of lattice slat and again i cannot describe this i'm sorry that's life it's half a basket and some water skis yeah it's kind of like a it's it's a complex looking thing it's it's made specifically for centaurs and you know she finds that in living in a in a sort of bipedal humanoid sort of world like a lot of the other creatures aren't you know the kind of more humanoid um so being a centaur can have its own um specific issues um today she's also wearing knee pads um you know <laughs> She's presumably foresaw- foreseen some kind of fall for her later on. <laughs> uh, well, you're also joined by your familiar, which is an animal that all the inhabitants of this world have and are bonded to. What animal is Kira's familiar? Uh, my familiar is a Merlin falcon uh, called Samson. He's a bit unwieldy. He like he doesn't really take to um, to commands very easily, so he can be a bit um, difficult. 
at times. You know, he's just he's a stubborn he's a stubborn falcon. Like occasionally, like fifty percent of the time, he won't do what I tell him to do, <laughs> <laughs> which Kira finds very frustrating. Well, you land at the Circle A, and there's like bike racks, but for brooms out front, so you can just sort of plop your broom at the end of one of those and taking up several slots probably yes exactly it takes up more than the average (laughs) broom but thankfully there's not so much demand for the broom racks at this time but as you're waiting for your friends you see a familiar centaur galloping down the street (sighs) it's your father jimba who happens to also work at the sandcastle as a school counselor uh and he comes trotting up to you. He's like, <gasps> Morning, darling. Hello. <laughs> are, are you okay? Just, cat- just catching my breath. Pick, pick, picking up some lunch, huh? I, I, I could have made, made you something at home. No, Dad, look. I, it's, it's, it's fine, Dad. I, you know, I, 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 I can just pick it up from the circle like everyone else, okay? We had uh, um, I've, I made myself a sandwich. I could have I no, it's could have made two sandwiches. No, it's it. Look, it's 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 totally okay. I'll uh, I'll just I'll, I'll just pick something up from from here. Um, you can make me a sandwich right. tomorrow, maybe or something. I don't know. I don't want to make well, you run all the way yes, back home you... and then back back here. That seems well. I will. No, I wasn't exactly offering that today. I was just saying it with enough warning. I I could have made you a sandwich, but it's fine. It's fine. Um, so um um, um oh, uh, so you're riding the old broom again, yeah? <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah I, I thank you so much for getting me this broom. I I, I love it. I'm glad. I'm glad. It's uh, it's definitely you know it's hard, it's hard to get a, a broom for a centaur, and I just I have, you know I don't know why you don't want to just like. Run around. We've got these legs. They're designed for running, and I don't, you know. Yeah, but for you up I, in the sky where centaurs don't be, look, they shouldn't be. Look, 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 Dad, it's just everyone else is like riding their brooms, and I just, um, you know, I, pff, I just, I just, I just really want to be like, I want to fit in. Um, well, you know, and if I don't have a broom, I can't play all of the sports, and you know, I'm just, I'm just trying to, to I'm just trying to fit in. Okay. Oh, you. You could still you could still play cage ball. You don't need a broom for cage ball. <laughs> no, I know I know, but like cage ball's more like um, it's not really a sport so much as it's just like a game. Well, it's just it's just as violent as every other game. So <laughs> don't be don't be looking down on cage ball. <laughs> yeah, no, I like no. Don't look. I don't get me wrong. I like cage ball. I just you know I just think, uh, what what am I going to do in sports lessons if we're like you know if I'm if I don't have a broom, <laughs> what kind of sports can you it's do? Fine. I was just, it was, I was just, it was just an observation. And you know, your your mother was the same way. She did love to be up in the sky on a broom. Uh huh. Yeah. Um, <sighs> so, yeah. Um, yeah. I'm a lot like my mother, I guess. I think I'd say so. Not so much like you, though. Well. <laughs> I've got to go. <laughs> I've got to be late. <laughs> sorry, I'll be, sorry, I'll Dad. See, see you later. later. Goodbye. No, it's fine. I'll see you later, Kira. I'll go. I'll go. Clop, clop, clop. He's down the street. Yeah. I've got a horse hoof uh, sound effect already. Don't worry. 
think Jen knew what she was going to need for this. <laughs> She's got one keyed up already. She's got a hot key for it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you you almost think that maybe your dad is pretending he didn't hear the last thing you said, but um, you might that might be a conversation that comes up later. Yeah, to be fair, it slipped um, out because she's you know the headache and like she's just trying to suppress stuff, and it's really hard to like concentrate on social mores at the same time. <laughs> exactly, and his his conversational skills were also extremely lacking. We're also not great. Okay. Yeah. Never stood a chance. That's where, um, that's where they are similar. <laughs> Uh, but Aww. Jen, you rock up not long after Kira's dad leaves. So could you please introduce your character to us? Yes. Yeah, so uh, Brandy slides down from the sky on her broom, rather effortlessly, I may add, um, and slides it down. I think, uh, can I roll to try and just skid it straight into a bi- into a broom rack? I, I would like a cool entry, oh, please. Oh, absolutely. Give me a flight roll, challenge rating six. That's a 10. You absolutely do this with a flourish. Great. So I want to slide down, skid my broom through the air, I guess, straight into a a broom rack and hop off. Brandy is... A fine girl. First and foremost, Brandy is a fine girl. Brandy (laughs) is um, tanned, wearing baggy shorts, a baggy vest, loose, faded... Long grey hair, a sort of dark grey hair that she keeps tied up in a ponytail, but it's, you know, already falling out. And she swaggers over to you. Maybe swagger's not quite the word, right word. She sort of lopes. like lopes over. Lo- yes, we said the exact same word at the same time. She <laughs> lopes over to you in a kind of easygoing way, flashes you a smile. And you know that Brandy, while she appears human at this moment, is actually a selkie. And she has a rucksack slung over one shoulder, and you know for a fact that she keeps her seal skin in there at all times. And yeah, Brandy smiles at you and says, hey, how's it going? Yeah, uh, hi. Um, yeah, it's it's good. How are you How are you doing today? I am 100% my friend. Um, I noticed you decided not to wear your uniform today, which seems like an odd choice to me. Oh, um, yeah. You know, it's kind of the oh. rules of the, of the school. And um, did you just forget or I guess so um you know what it's fine I'll just hop back home I'll I'll stick it on you know let me get let me get myself a sandwich yeah and then I will fly back grab my uniform cool yeah it's probably it's probably because you're just hungry that you haven't that you forgot and you know always that happens to me a lot like if I if I don't have a full breakfast like if I just have like a little you know like a little thing Mm. um Mm. I get into class and I I realize I've forgotten like um an eraser or like whatever and I I, oh god such panic I just it Mm. really stresses me out when that happens yeah chill Um, chill chill yeah chill don't worry about it yeah 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 uh I'm calm Cool. What? So, uh, where's Erin? I don't know. I don't, she's normally here, like just after I get here, mm. but she's like, I, she must be late or something. Mm. Um, I don't know. I, I'm not worried about no her, but like, sweat. you know, I sometimes I feel like concerned that she's not going to get here on time, or like, you know, that uh, I, just any anything could happen. You know, anything could happen. Um, but I wow. haven't, I haven't seen anything uh about that today. So it, she's probably fine. Yeah, I'm sure. Yeah. Look, why worry, huh? She'll turn yeah, up. Yeah, why, why, why worry? Why worry? And I, I sort of like slap you on the back in like a sort of friendly, 
the, the human back. The, the human back. back. Oh, like the back of the rump. Oh, yeah, I'm just trying to figure out. Or the back of my back. Back, which like back? Like your shoulder. Thinking? Your human shoulder. <laughs> it's quite high up. Can you reach that? How tall are you? Um, I'm, I'm a relatively average height. Um, I'll reach up and slap in a... Maybe do I, I do a little there. jump. I do a small jump to slap you on the shoulder. Yeah, I I, I go, ha, ha, ha. <laughs> <laughs> like a nervous nervous laugh. <laughs> uh, what sandwich are you thinking uh, today? I don't know. I like I because I was thinking like there are some sandwiches that you take in and they start to smell later in the day and you sort of think, oh mm. god, you know, I don't want oh. people to be smelling my bag and be thinking mm-hmm. oh, I've got something weird in there. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. I, I I don't know. Um, what what do you think? Mm. I I haven't been thinking about it. Uh, okay, yeah, I I mean that's most of what I've been thinking about since I uh, mm. I got here about half an hour ago. Um, but I, <laughs> I, I, I I I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I'll probably just have whatever you or Aaron have. I guess I, I you've got good judgment. Cool. <laughs> uh, and as you you look to the sky, you see a hectic shape zooming <laughs> towards you as Aaron comes to a hurried stop in front of the circle A. I think I'd probably, like, trip off the broom. It is quite a different landing to Brandy's. <laughs> she, like, almost overshoots and kind yeah. of has to run a few steps to, like, arrest her momentum. Like, kind of, and she's leaning like, against the wall, like, fine, totally fine. <laughs> yeah, because she still has the toast hanging out her mouth because she realised that while she was flying, she couldn't easily eat it except for kind of trying to, like, chipmunk it handlessly oh. into her mouth. So she like <laughs> takes it off, brushes it off again, jams it back in her mouth, and is like, "I'm so sorry, I'm late." Oh no, it's okay. I completely um, overslept. No worries. <laughs> totally yeah. saline. I wasn't. I wasn't. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> Don't draw attention New to my friends. slang. Sorry, 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 sorry. <laughs> Um, yeah, no, we weren't. Cool we're, and natural. We weren't worried at all, Aaron. Don't, don't don't worry. You know, it was fine. It's totally fine. Um, so let's uh, let's get a sandwich. Yeah, you know, let uh, casual like. Yeah. You know, let's just go get a sandwich. Just a casual sandwich. <laughs> yeah, just a casual sandwich. Cool. Um, so yeah, you go into the circle A. You see the owner, Mr. Lewandowski, is there, and he gives you a friendly little wave. What sort of sandwiches are you going to get then? I know Kira's already given her justification of what sandwich she's not going to get. But... <laughs> it's no stinky sandwiches for Kira. No stink. Tuna and egg off, off the, the table. table. Completely out of oh, Brandy is probably going to buy a stinky sandwich there. That yeah. seems likely. Brandy, look, it's this, she eats a lot of seafood. She eats a lot of seafood and stinky Fair. things and just, yeah. Um, yeah, some sort of fish based sandwich. I imagine they do some pretty rancid fish. What's Erin going to get? Because I'm going to base my decision upon Erin. So I think Erin, since she arrived here and everyone has animal familiars and um, she started to feel a bit uncomfortable eating meat. (laughs) Fair. So probably something vegetarian. Also one of her friends is half horse, basically. So that is weird. Yeah, it's just... She, I think, here... Everyone is really used to it, you know, it's what they grow up with. She's having trouble kind of <laughs> um, mm. coming to terms with this. Um, so, I don't know, something vegetarian. Cool. Falafel. Mm. We, mm. We, That's my dinner. Uh, we didn't establish um, yep, <laughs> falafels in every universe. Yeah. Um, As it should be. We didn't establish 
uh, your familiar brandy. Yeah. So I imagine they might also want to get some of your rancid fish sandwich. I imagine actually the brandy's familiar might be back at the beach still. Do, you, do my familiars ah. come around? All the, do they follow us around all the time? They, or? It's up to you. Okay. I think maybe um, if I'm... You could have left yours at home. Yeah, yeah, I feel like maybe if I'm popping back to get my uniform, I could... Um, Give her a bit of it. You also forgot your you familiar. Forgot my familiar. <laughs> Your familiar is oh, no. still standing there holding your uniform for you. Like, oh, yes. Excuse me. Yes, he is. Uh, we'll establish uh, your familiar then when we go back to your house. Um, but also, um, Bex, you've been here for three months and it's sort of known that a familiar will make itself known to you, but one has not come around to you yet. And you think that might just be an effect of not being from this world that you're not yeah, I mean, gifted a familiar. I think the the magic was already kind of a fluke, right? I mean, expecting the familiar to is mm. probably too much. <laughs> oh. oh, yeah. If if I can uh, whiz back to my beach hut before we go to school, that would be great. We'd go. Are we still shopping? <laughs> Wait, we doing more shopping. We doing more shopping. I'm, yes, uh, shopping uh, episode. Yeah, what sandwich? Everyone pick a sandwich. I'm purchasing the same sandwich as as Erin. Um, whatever Erin gets, as long as it's not stinky, that is what I am having. Falafel is um, a responsible choice. Just, just you know, one of those people who just can't, just can't with decisions because there's too much going on in their brain. <laughs> Thank you, Mr. Lewandowski. You're awesome. <laughs> yes uh, he doesn't have to be called Doug does he <laughs> we don't know we're polite children we've never asked his I first name I call him Doug yes. Brandy calls him He's... Doug Brandy calls everyone by their first name as soon as she learns it <laughs> oh no thanks Doug see you oh. again tomorrow <laughs> this is going to be chaos when you're introduced to teachers <laughs> <laughs> thank you Mr Lewandowski have a good day girls cheers okay bye you too he reminds me of my old boss. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> what do you mean? What do you what, what do you mean, boss? Oh, I had I worked at a shop, kind of like this, um, on the weekends. Oh, uh, uh, okay. Um, like what? What do you mean, kind of like this? Oh, it was bigger. Cool. Do you guys have supermarkets? <laughs> nah. No, no. It's like a big shop, and you can buy everything you need there. So I worked on the cheese counter. You worked on the cheese counter. That's really. Yeah. That, I mean, like, it's, it's, that's wow. just that's just like a lot of um, responsibility. That's really that's really amazing. I'm super. Uh, cheese I'm was a really big deal. Yeah, it kind of was. I yeah, <laughs> I, I, I I like cheese. You know, um, some of the some of the best foods are involved in cheese. You know, um, cheese yeah. sandwich. That, that's always good. I mean, I used to. I've yeah, I'm not so keen anymore. Ben Thick. It's a turn to do with the ocean. <laughs> We're all going to learn some words in this game. Absolutely, just the complete um, non plus places on the rest of us, which is like, eh? <laughs> eh? eh? I thought you, I thought you said like Ben thick. Oh, yeah. I thought you were referencing. <gasps> yeah, you were ben looking at someone else. Yeah. And like, no, 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 no. no. I was like, no, it's not to do with Ben. It's to ben. do with all the other ben cheese thick. shit. <laughs> no, I was, I was referencing the fauna up. living on the bottom of the oceans in contrast to the pelagic fauna which live in the open oceans. That's what I was doing. Uh, Jen's information brought to you by Wikipedia. Uh, um, actually, no, I found a different website for once. Oh, God. Oh, oh, good. Shooketh. Shooketh. So you're running a little late. Um, so if you want to make it to Brandy's house and registration before the first bell rings, you're going to have to hustle. And by hustle, I mean give me a flight roll challenge <laughs> rating six. 
Fine. Um, We're not all going, right? Just, yeah, I mm. thought it was just... You can all come if you want. Was going. Hey, I'm just going to go get changed because I forgot to put my uniform on. So uh, you can come if you want. Uh, yeah, sure. Um... Well, um, I mean, we're, we're running. Uh, we're, we're already running quite late. I, I don't know if you've looked at the time or not, but um, I don't definitely don't own a watch. We'll be we'll be fine. Um, if you want to go straight there, then you you can. No, look, I you know I, uh, no no no, I don't I don't want to be that um, I don't want to be that creature, you know, like who's just like oh I need to be there early or whatever, you know. I, I uh, okay, let you know, let's go, let's go, let's go, let's go. it's fine, it's fine. Okay, let's go. Cute. An eight. An eight. Nine. Oh. Eight, eight, nine. Brandy's We're doing good. Absolutely speed it yeah. to Brandy's house. Brandy's house isn't that far away from the school. The school is over the pines and by the beach. And Brandy's house is further along the beach. Mm-hmm. So it's not the biggest detour in the world. Uh, could you describe your house to us, Brandy? Yeah, it's um, it's on the beach. It's not enormous. It's something of a beach hut, really that I think maybe was an old, maybe an old cafe point, just a little um, beach hut that used to sell drinks or something. And she, it was abandoned and she took it over when she started living alone um, because Selkie parents don't tend to stick around for all that long. But she's fine. She's happy on the beach. She likes Amos and she's made it her own. She's decorated. It's, it's got a, some little chairs that she's tied to, you know, made from driftwood sitting popped outside so you can sit outside and look at the sunset over the water and things like that and it's for her very conveniently close to the water cute because she does actually spend a lot of time still out there when she's just hanging out but yeah in her very small wardrobe of clothes i'd say most of them are on the floor except for her uniform she does make a vague effort to try and keep hung up (laughs) and (laughs) i think my uh familiar is probably waiting on the doorstep for me because uh, my familiar is a little puffin, a little puffin called Squid, and he's probably waiting there because he's a little, he's a little bit more concerned that I remembered to do these things, like put my uniform on, and he's been waiting for me to come back when I arrive, and he's like indicating that the uh, that I've forgotten. He's, he seems very relieved that I've turned up again. <laughs> oh. Oh hey! Hi Squid. Hi Squid. They can't talk, right? Just to just to double check. They can we talk to me, Jen. They can <laughs> talk to you. That was it. I can talk to animals. <laughs> I I put my hand out to Squid just to you know as a you know like as a as a friendly gesture if you know what I mean. Yeah. Uh, they sort of nuzzle their head up into your hand Aww. and give out a little puffin squawk, which I don't know on, what puffins Sarah, sound like. Need... <laughs> Come on, Sarah, Ooh. do a add puffin an, squawk. Add another noise to your menagerie of birds. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they sound like a dog toy that you squeeze. Fine, but... fine, fine. <laughs> We're just going to Google puffin sounds real quick. Just going to take a little detour, <laughs> hop onto YouTube. <laughs> Puffin sound. If they sound exactly like uh, that, then you're uh, going to uh, have egg on your face, Bex. I tell you what. <laughs> <laughs> Do they sound exactly like that? Because they're No, they sound awful. Okay. Here we go. Yeah. Here we go. This is good. <laughs> Having just listened to a video, I'm excited. I am, I'm going in blind. I'm excited for yeah, it. Yeah, me too. Broken, <laughs> you can do this. You're an artist with the voice. I believe in you. 
<laughs> oh god, okay. Okay, hold on. Go on, get the whole noise out. My headphones nearly fell off. And that's what a puffin sounds like. And that's the noise that squid is making as it nuzzles into your hand. Oh, fabulous. Beautiful. Slightly horrified. But, oh, boy. I turn to Brandy and go, um, is he, uh, uh, you know, is he meant to make that noise? Is he sick? Is he okay? Oh, yeah, he's fine. Okay. Uh, Don't that's, worry that's about just, it. That is a puffin noise, my friend. Oh, okay, okay. That, that, uh, that's fine. That's okay. That is the most accurate puffin noise you have ever heard in your life. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. Oh. Mm. I, uh, yeah, I'll, I'll just ruffle his head and then walk in to change my uniform. And um, while she's standing there, Aaron's finally doing up her tie. And once she's done, she pulls out the gummy bear necklace that even though I was like, I mustn't forget it, I completely forgot mm. to mention. Um, so that it's like sitting over the top so that it's not like tucked oh. under Ooh, her Oh, cute. Cool. Yeah. Personality. Fight the system. Yeah. Fight power. <laughs> yeah. Probably no one here knows what a gummy bear is. I don't know. <laughs> Refined sugar they, hasn't been invented they in just, this world. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they just think that it's a multicolored bear, which is a creature that does exist. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So that makes sense. If you go down to the woods today, you're sure for a big surprise. It's a drop bear. <laughs> if you go down yeah. to the woods today. You'd better go in disguise. There are, there are gelatinous bears in this world, and oh, they are comprised like of an acid-like goo. Wow. Yes. But a bear. <laughs> that sounds horrifying. Perfect. Thank you. That's absolutely horrifying. I might steal it for Quest Fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> and um, I will also be like, how are you doing, Squid? Come on, Sarah. Oh. No, Sarah, <laughs> it's fine. I have, I have wild speak. So well, that's I true. But now you, you have to translate speak. that. Oh, weird squawking. I yeah. can speak okay. with any animal whose species I'm aware of. Okay, I forgot about this ability. Yeah. Uh, whoopsie poopsie. <laughs> uh, Squid is like, I'm quite concerned that you're going to be late. Oh. We'll be fine. You're so cute. I don't. I mean, I don't. There are no clocks here, which is probably one of the problems. <laughs> uh, as to why Brandy oh. is late so often, but I... That does uh, explain a based lot. Based on where the sun is, I think you've got to hurry. We're hurrying, I promise. You look through the window and Brandy's just lying on the bed. <laughs> <laughs> Reading a surfing magazine or something. Okay, I'm going to... She doesn't I'm gonna, even surf, she's just looking um, at the pictures. Bra- Brandy, Brand- 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 Brandy, um, huh? I think we have, to, we have to go now. Have you got your uniform on oh, and stuff? Yeah, sorry. Um, um, she was like half dressed, so she's going to put the rest of it on and stumble out. Yeah, let, let's um, tie in her you, pocket. You know, she's I don't like, want to be late. I'll put it on later. Yeah. <laughs> are you going to fully, or are you just going to put the blazer over your already no, worn outfit? No, I will. She will put the stuff on, but it's not exactly super ironed or anything. And the tie is shoved in her pocket, and the shirt's definitely just about buttoned up. Blazer. Maybe just dumps the blazer over the back of her, or shoves it into a rucksack, and it's like, let's just go. Yeah, like, um, let's go, let's go. Yeah, bye, squid. <laughs> uh, you get back on your bikes, uh, bikes? and glide. Our bikes. Bike. Whoop. Whoopsie poopsie. <laughs> again, gone back a game there. 
uh, you get on your brooms and glide over the sand towards the sand castle. And you can make out the many prominent towers as you approach. You glide down and dismount from your brooms before heading up a set of steps and through a big arched double door. Luckily, your form room isn't too deep into the school, but as you burst through the door, you see your form teacher, Miss Grimbald, a stern-looking orc woman, is already taking attendance. Eva D'Amato? Hmm. She looks down over her semicircular glasses at you. I'm already up to the Ds, so you are technically late, Amos and Blair. Uh, uh... Doyle, you're lucky. You were two names away from being late. Oh, it's actually um, it was my it was my fault. So um, you should mark me as late. But I, I'm, I'm really no, helping I'm, me I'm, out. I'm really sorry. I don't, I don't know what happened. Um, I just I, uh, I think we just it's something. A well, wires got crossed. Um, and you know just I somehow we became uh, late. And uh, I'm I'm really sorry. Um, can I do anything to make this better? Kira, it's it's fine. You don't have to defend me. I um I'm still not great at flying sometimes I had some broom troubles these guys had to help me out so you should mark me late but these guys were just um, they're exhibiting school values you know Vex um, give me a charm roll challenge rating 4 to see if um, that's enough to convince Miss Grimbald 5 a 5 she looks at you and she looks to your two friends and she goes hmm okay I will mark you as on time today, but don't let it happen again. Thank you, thank you so much um, for understanding. It's, it's such a relief. Um, thank you. Thanks, Diane. <laughs> See, I haven't. Here, this is what I meant. I haven't given any of the teachers first names. It's okay, I'll name them for you. Jen's gonna. Jen's gonna. It's fine. I'll have to write them down. Um, so I. Uh, Diane um, sort of carries on reading names out of the register um, and your lockers are located here in your form room so you're able to store away your brooms and any superfluous objects for the rest of the day. I just had an image of shoving Squid into the locker being like, see you later. <laughs> no, Squid stayed behind. <laughs> yeah. Um, ooh. Now this is one thing, this is one thing where um, Brandy is net is not that keen to ever to be separate from her rucksack because it does contain her selkie seal skin. Mm-hmm. So she might drop in some stuff from the rucksack, but she's always going to carry it around with her. So You've probably got a special dispensation yeah. for that, I reckon. Like as mm. a selkie, you know, they yeah. understand your skin's kind of... You're kind of important. Kind of important to you. Um, yeah. Just really don't want someone you're, to steal it and trap me on land forever. Yeah, fair. You're, you're allowed to have uh, you're allowed to have bags in the school. Okay, like there's nothing against that. Okay, cool, sweet. I think I have got my my familiar with me. I think like mm. Samson will just be on my shoulder until he gets fed up and goes somewhere else, and I can't do anything about it. Very cool. <laughs> <laughs> do you have a little hawk hat? That you can put, oh, so he doesn't get well distracted. Bad. You know, you know what I'm talking yeah, about. Yeah, yeah, Not yeah, like yeah, a yeah, trilby yeah, or whatever. Like, you know, <laughs> that their eyes, yeah. Um, 
No, because I don't believe in doing no, that to no. a, an animal, which is probably it. why he isn't very obedient, let's be real. <laughs> Constantly freaking out and flying away. Yeah, he's going, Ugh! and then just, you know, or attacking things. It's just, you know, yeah. it's a bit chaotic. There used to be a lot more yeah, you... uh, students with rodent familiars in this school. But... <laughs> exactly. Oh as as you as you sit down, you see another student, uh, Jem Michaelis, uh, has a rat as a familiar and Samson's just sort of like looking over, <laughs> like Samson's, and sort of waddling down your arm, <laughs> just edging, edging step by step further down your arm towards. And you're doing a really uh, convincing bird yes. body language impression <laughs> right really now. Like... It's super convincing. Uh, I'm like Samson, Samson, Samson. No, no. We mm, look. We talked about. We talked about this. You, you're not. To, you're not. No. Don't. No. No. No eating of other people's. Familiars, because then that makes us enemies, and I, I can't, I can't have another piece of person be mad at me, um, in this school. So just look, I will f- here, here, and he, she gets out uh, like a little bit of meat, un, 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 un unknown meat. She says, and meat. I love you. Meat. I love you. You stop me from making enemies, and I, I give it to uh, Samson. Samson looks at uh, Gem's rat, and then back at the meat, and then back at the rat, and then begrudgingly takes the meat (laughs) that's good for me because that would have been a really bad first uh first start of the day thing to happen don't you hate it when you're familiar eat someone else's familiar (laughs) no it's awful so it's a bad time i've now established it's i've got i've made enemies because it's eaten all the familiars before (laughs) (laughs) so the bell rings signaling it's time to go to your first class of the day divination which is located high in the northwest tower so you really have to trek up a fair few flights of stairs as you enter the room you see your teacher miss ravensforp leaning against a windowsill sipping from a cup of tea she is a short cat-like creature and if you were looking to compare her to a breed of cat from the human realm she most closely resembles a burman with her white colored fur and piercing blue eyes She's dressed rather professionally in a billowy blouse and well-pressed high-waisted trousers. Without turning around, she greets you and the mass of fellow students pouring through the door. Good morning, students. I'm going to work under the assumption that everyone did do their homework, even though I already know that isn't the case. Gut check, did you do your homework? Yes. Of course I did. She makes eye contact with you, Brandy, and raises an eyebrow. I smile. Can you give, give me a, a smile. charm? Can you give me a charm roll challenge rating six? Heck yeah, my charm is a d20. Oh, nice, Priscilla style. D20 oh. can still roll a one, Jennifer. Uh, oh, oh, I know, <laughs> I know, I know. But, but it you me a could, good you could take this as a planned action if you wanted. Yeah, yeah. Look, Brandy, you've been preparing an excuse. <laughs> She's like, oh god, it's divination, isn't it? Uh, you know, walking up the stairs, Brandy did remember that. Look, it's it's not it's not the first time Brandy's not done her homework. <laughs> she is something of a slacker, so I guess she'll smile and say, um, "What do you say her surname was?" Ravensthorpe. Ravensthorpe. It's okay. I won't need that. Um, I just want to see what would go well. <laughs> <with it. laughs> Fuck me. <laughs> Perfect. Um, 
Morning, Stephanie. Sorry, I'm going to just say straight up, did not do my homework. I was really busy um, doing uh, broom practice because we've got uh, like a ton of tryouts and just matches and just so much stuff. So I kind of I didn't do it. Sorry, mm. but these trousers look great on you. Miss Amos, flattery will get you many places, but not with me. I do know that you've got the big Sky Spear game coming up, but it's fine. We'll go over the homework now. Please take a seat. Cool. And I'll just slouch into a chair. I'm not going to worry about it. I um I get my legs tangled up in the special um, centaur chair that's been set Aww. up for me and um, knock my knees, which is why I was wearing the, the, the knee pads. There we go. <laughs> um, not to be a, a truly awful person, but could you describe to me what a centaur chair you, is? You are, I mean, you said not to be a truly awful person, but then, <laughs> then you mm-hmm. continued on with that sentence, didn't you? Um, yeah. uh-huh. So a centaur chair is, it's more like a kind of leany post like it's not it, they don't it's a standing desk yeah it's like it's like horses don't really need to sit down no they can it's just not fold really all their legs underneath and... so yeah it's kind of like um, it's kind of like a, a plank just to make it a bit more okay. comfortable basically like sure. it, and you know is it like one of those primary school benches a little bit like that yeah yeah it's a bit like that yeah <laughs> but well, then it's also got like a and bang your knees together yeah. it's also got like a, a desk attached to it if you know what I mean a desk attachment mm-hmm. You see Miss Ravensthorpe uh, put down her cup of tea and pick up a deck of cards before walking over to the desk that you three are sitting at. She expertly shuffles the deck, looks at Brandy, and then goes to put a card in front of Kira instead. What she's using is the equivalent of a tarot deck in our world, and your homework was to study the possible meanings of these cards. The card that she's put in front of you, Kira, is a house in deep disrepair and dilapidation. And she goes, Miss Blair, what is a possible interpretation of this card? Um, There are three to four possible interpretations depending on who you're giving it to. Um, The the first interpretation is uh, quite literal uh, in the sense of um, the, the home space is in disrepair. Very literal first consideration. The second consideration is also that the um, the, the the feeling of being at home is, is lacking in their life. So they don't feel like they have a home to go to. It's that sort of thing. Um, and then the third one is the possibility of um, family. Um, uh, either either family strife or a family member dying. Um, and and then the fourth one, um, it's kind of dependent upon the 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 species of the person that you're giving it to. Um, yeah. So it 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 it, it depends on on who who who. Uh, who who you're talking to? Um, but if they're a, if they're a, if they're a um, if if they're a creature that lives in, in in a tree, there's a possibility that the that the the their um in ha- uh, uh, environment will be destroyed. There we go. Sorry, <sighs> I struggled with the the wording of that last one, so I'm sorry about that. But um, I think the meaning was right. Yes, I did say uh, what is a interpretation. I only needed one, but. Um, well, I, I'm, I'm, I'm really sorry. Good, I didn't mean to. I, I didn't. Uh, I should listen no, uh, harder to what you asked me. Um, I'm sorry. It's fine, Miss Blair. It's fine. Well, thank you for doing the homework. Okay. Uh, and she continues as she's talking to you. She's continually cutting the deck, and then she pours one out and places it in front of Erin. 
and this card has a elven woman being pulled into what looks like quicksand drawn on it and she goes miss doyle what's a possible interpretation of this card um okay and erin takes a moment and you can see she's clearly going through like a mnemonic or something in her head (laughs) that she's written to like remember all these things and she's like loss of confidence or anxiety in your choices very good very good thank you miss doyle uh and then she finally takes a card and places it in front of a girl made of stone sat on the desk parallel to yours and goes and miss rudolph could you please give me a possible interpretation of this and she looks down in surprise at the card which from the brief glimpse that you get seems to be a crimson red tidal wave um before snatching it back up into the deck oh i could have sworn i removed that card from the deck it's not on the curriculum, so I, I wouldn't think about it too much. Now, if you didn't isn't, um, do your homework... Uh, m- miss, um, hmm? isn't, isn't that one about something like certain doom or something? That's why it's not on the curriculum. It's a bit of a downer. <laughs> I'm just going to shoot a look at Brandy. Yeah, because... Um, let me just... what? How did we describe it exactly? Blood Tide. Blood Tide. Uh, yeah, and also, where's um, the blood tide on this document? Also, Kira's had um, had the sort of really ominous premonition about like basically apocalyptic things things happening. Mm. Yes. <laughs> so, Erin um, and Brandy once were hanging out together on the beach at night. I think we said it was, mm-hmm. uh, and it was just fun and happy until suddenly they realised that the water around their ankles was blood or appeared to be blood. And so this is a mis- this is one of the relationships tying them two together is a joint experience of a mysterious ominous blood tide. So uh yeah, I think for once I maybe like I've maybe just stiffened very slightly. I'm usually Brandy's slouched in her chair and for a second she's just sort of sat up a bit. Uh Steph Stephanie I I'd, I'd actually really like to learn about that one. <laughs> how how did you even learn what my name was? I'm curious. I'm very curious, Miss Amos. I don't know. How do you know my name? I guess it's just one of those things, you know? I have a red... No, no. We have registrations with all of the students' names in. Uh Uh-huh. Do you have a registration with all the teachers' names in? Mr. Golden Opportunity just to be like, came to me in a dream. (laughs) (laughs) Um, mm mm-hmm. How? Oh, you know, you just pick these things up, I guess. Well, it's Miss Ravensthorpe, please. Okay, Steph. Mm. So, I, I, Miss Raven, stop. Well, Sorry, you did ask. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep. Well, Miss Amos, for those who didn't do their homework, they're only hindering themselves when exam season rolls around. No. Can if you tell us about the blood card, can, I'll. I promise I'll do my homework next week. Maybe. Maybe we'll talk about the card on in a later class. Okay. But we need to move on to the actual classwork today. And she walks to the back of the class and gets a collection of bags out of a cupboard and hands them all out to you. As you open them up, you see they are full of sand. Nice. <laughs> Is it kinetic sand? <laughs> I love sand. That's totally pelagial. Mm, I wow. bet it is. Uh, for sure. Today, I would I mean, like to. It's not that's you... to do with the open sea, but as opposed to a coastline, <laughs> so totally unpelagial. 
Mm. Honestly, that's totally coastal. Sounds more like real slang. <laughs> that does, that's totally coastal. <laughs> <laughs> totally coastal, my salps. <laughs> <laughs> totally coastal, my marine invertebrates. <laughs> This is this is straying dangerously close to how do you do, fellow kids? <laughs> how do you do, fellow sea creatures? How do you do, fellow picnicines? <laughs> oh my god! Miss um, Ravensfort hands out the bags of sand. And says, "Today, I'd like for you to pour that sand out onto the table, place the tip of your wand in the sand, and then clear your head and meditate." After a while, you'll see what sort of results you all get. The ones of this world are all unique and tailored to the user in some way. Gang, could you each describe your character's wand? Uh, I will start. Um, Kira has a willow wand with a Damascus steel core, which gives her sort of brain and grit extra powers. You know, it's it's a nice wand. (laughs) (laughs) Oh dear. Brandy has a wand made from thuya wood, um, which is very willowy. And down the core, it has one long seal's whisker. And Erin's wand is made of snake wood, which is this beautifully like rich coloured and patterned wood. It looks like it's been carved almost to re- resemble a living branch. So there are actually smaller shoots or, or bits on it that look almost like they're grown, although it has clearly been carved it's not actually just a branch and then the core is actually made of a page of the goosebumps book that she had in her backpack when she arrived in this world nice so you get these magnificent and unique ones out and place them in the sand and sit in silence with a clear head which is hard to do so tell me what intrusive thoughts are seeping in Well, my first intrusive thought is that I've just learned that I'm, the word is pronounced tweer, not thuya. So <laughs> <laughs> that just comes to you yep. in a spark oh, of shit, like. Oh shit! I've been saying it wrong you, this whole time. Like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's Brandy's intrusive thought. It's like, is it thuya or tweer? Thuya or tweer? Tweer, tweer, tweer. <laughs> that feels right. Yeah. <laughs> That one thought just bouncing around your brain like yeah, the, my screen, time, my the little, DVD screensaver logo. Yeah, little empty brain. <laughs> just the word tria. <laughs> it's also nothing like Willow. I'd forgotten what this word was. It's quite um, hard, isn't it? Yeah, it is. Like a cross between walnut and maple. Very pretty. Kira's main main issues is that she's having flashes of actual visions while she's trying to concentrate on this specific mm. divination. Um, because she's opening her, she's you know she's opening her ability, so things that she's not trying to focus on are just coming in, and then she's like, "Oh, what the hell was that? And what was that one about?" And it's you know messing with her ability to actually do the. But you you don't know that might be helpful in this particular exercise to let one of them thoughts flow through you and into the sand. Okay, well, I'll do that then. (laughs) Uh, And Erin, what intrusive thought are you having as you attempt to clear your head? Um, I think she struggles to clear her head. She's still not overly confident with magic. Um, So she definitely at one point like opens an eye to sneak a look at everyone else just to check that they're not all doing something that she's not doing. You can see Brandy Um, miming through your tweet, through your tweet to herself. (laughs) And so I think the the intrusive thought is mostly 
it becomes like a bit of a a spiral of overthinking what it is that she's supposed to be, what's supposed to be happening or she's supposed to be feeling. So you can either give me one of two roles. If you want to attempt to divine using the sand, I'm going to need a brains roll. But if you want to give the impression that you've done divination and instead craft an abstract shape that could be interpreted in some way, you can give me a charm roll. Yeah, I'm going to do brains, obviously. <laughs> obviously. I got an 18. <laughs> Oh, nice. Holy shit. Well, that's going to pass whatever the algorithm yeah, tells me be, to set it out, I would imagine. <laughs> it's going to be real clear what that um, is. I think um, I think Erin is trying. She is genuinely trying. Or she wants to be trying. So, And I get a plus one to Brains Magic from the Goosebumps page in my wand. Oh, yeah. What time? Uh, well, hold off on the roll until I figure out what to set you. Okay. Uh, so in this game, I don't just give you a number that I determine. There's a lovely intricate algorithm within the book that takes a number of things into consideration. So uh, magnitude of the effect, that's a plus three because it's unnatural for the sand to be controlled in this way. So it could happen, but not naturally. The area effect is a book or smaller. It's a small thing. It's just a small pile of sand on a desk. So that's a plus one. The duration of the effect, I think you want it to last for a few minutes so that uh, Miss Ravensthorpe can see it, so that's a plus one. And then your experience of the spell would be that you have maybe seen someone do something like this before, but you probably never cast using sand before, so that's a plus three. So you will need to beat a... Eight. Great, you kept count. Yeah. <laughs> I, I did. Uh, I've got so it's an eight. So... Kira, you've you've smashed it. Yeah. You've doubled the effect. Um, you've written is, the winning lottery uh, numbers in, yes. the sand <laughs> in front of you. You succeed with flourish and ease. There could be an unexpected positive result. Um, but now let's see how Erin and Brandy do. Brandy definitely forgot halfway through the meditation thing that she, this was what they were supposed to be doing. So she's definitely going to try and flub it again. Charm, yeah, charm, for yeah. Sure. <laughs> Uh, I rolled a 12 on my d12. Nice. Nice. Does that so, explode? Pl- we don't explode in this game, do we? You yeah, do. Oh, kids on, kids on bikes too. <laughs> was another 12. Wow. Roll again. You're doing better than me. <laughs> 25, 26, 27, 28. 29 plus one from my wand 30. is 30. Holy crap. That's, you've, you've done you a divide. You succeed with flourish and ease. Yeah. Wow. <gasps> Holy you see everything. Hell. You lean over and correct the numbers that Kira wrote out. <laughs> <laughs> Write them up for the next ten years. Uh, Holy and Brandy shit. got uh, a fifteen on charm, so I'm gonna I'm gonna wow. pretend it's really good, well. A good flub. Yeah. Whereas the other two don't really have any control over what appears in the sand. You do, Brandy. Mm. So what sort of shape are you making to convince Miss Ravenfort? Which you will do with your. T- 15. I guess I'm gonna draw something that looks vaguely like a crab. Goop. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Just poking um, it so around the one tip, like oh, no one can see. Miss Ravensthorpe comes to you first mm-hmm. and looks down at your crab, and then up at you and uh, raises an eyebrow and goes, "And this is interesting. It's a it's yeah. definitively a crustacean. Mm-hmm. What do you think it means, Brandy? I think it means that a lot of people um, 
put up a hard exterior when in reality they're just soft and delicious on the inside. Maybe like you, Steph, Miss Raventhorpe. Hmm. This was an exercise in potential futures. I'm, I'm, I'm saying, yeah, I'm saying maybe you are heading down a path towards, maybe we all are heading down a path towards having hard outer shells um, and being a little snippy with each other. It's it's excellent craftsmanship, Brandy. I'll give you that. Uh, Thanks, miss. She moves on to Erin. And your sand has parted and it just has a lot of small lightning bolt-esque cracks in the pattern. Um, I'm not sure I did it right. No, I think you've done it excellently, uh, Miss Doyle. I think, I think that this is so accurate. It is perhaps beyond interpretation. Uh oh. <laughs> it's so good. It's rubbish. <laughs> so good. It's fucking useless. <laughs> no, you should. You should be proud of yourself. This is certainly something to note down. Uh, why don't you try uh, sketching this image? Sure, yeah. Before the sand loses its form. Should, should I sketch mine um, too, miss? Is it crucial? Yes, I think that you should be worried about crabs in your future, Brandy. <laughs> yeah, I agree. <laughs> oh, Miss Raventhorpe. Sassy, sassy, sassy. I mean, evolutionarily speaking, everything turns into crabs in the end. It's... <laughs> Not even joking, it's an actual thing. Wow. Yeah, it's definitely also a selkie legend. She's probably a bit like, yeah, one day. It's called something that sounds like it should be about cancer, like carcinification or something. I'm just going to Google, we all all turn into crabs. Everything is crabs. I don't want to know about this. I hate crabs. They're scary. (laughs) We all turn into crabs Um, came up as soon as... Carcinization. The crab shape has evolved so many times independently that scientists have to come up with a special term for it. Yeah. I honestly... I wrote, we all turn in, and the filler was two crabs. Huh. Mm. Maybe maybe Miss Ravensforp needs to give you more, <laughs> more credit, uh, credit yeah. then. Maybe you were yeah. just looking on an evolutionary I've... scale rather than a personal scale. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, I just nod and say carcinization. Okay, Brandy. Mm-hmm. I mean, she's now gotten into the habit of calling you by your first name, <laughs> and she catches herself. She's like, Are we doing first Amos. names? Um, oh. Nope, Miss Amos. Okay, Miss Ravensforp. Uh, Ravensforp. She... Yeah. Reason <laughs> she, moves on. She, <laughs> she moves on to Kira uh, and sees uh, sort of the sand has parted into a circular shape with one stretch down the middle. And on that stretch appears to be six dots. She goes, huh, this is interesting. This could be interpreted as a location, don't you think, Kira? Yeah, I... um. To me, I, I don't know. To me, it looks like um, uh, a planet. Um, and I was thinking about all of the sort of planet things that I've learned, the, you know, the 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 the, the, the uh, divination using the stars and the planets. Um, but then I couldn't think what planet w- it, it would specifically align to. So then I started to worry that I was um, that I was uh, assuming it was a planet. And then I thought maybe, I don't know. Uh, I, I don't know. I don't know. What, I don't know what I thought. I, um, I panicked. Uh, an elven girl sat near the front of the class turns and pipes up, Miss Raventhorpe, it's not even fair that Hooves here takes part in this class. We all know that she can see the future. It's like cheating. Hey, 
Is who's a, is who's a nickname that Kira likes? No. <laughs> okay. <laughs> would you like? Would you like um, feet as a nickname? Old, old seal skin old, over there. Old, old sealy boy. <laughs> I just check. I was just checking whose wasn't no, something no, that we all not, sort of call. Okay, fine, fine, fine. It's not a friendly nickname. Oh, can I lean over the back of my chair and tilt it back and just be like, "Please don't call my friend that." Look, it's it's a. Or what? Well, I mean, it's just it's just common courtesy. I'm not I'm not I'm not going to do anything. Or you'll grow up to be a mean bit of person and possibly a crab. I don't know. The, the, my divination was about you. <laughs> um, Miss Ravensthorpe uh, steps forward and goes. Natural gifts shouldn't stop anyone from participating in a subject they excel at. And she places a comforting paw on your shoulder, Aww. Kira. Uh, just like how your father buying you a top of the line broom shouldn't exclude you from playing Sky Spear, Miss Silverleaf. <gasps> oh, oh, burn! Boom, 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 boom. Miss Raisinthorpe, burn! Yes. Look, it's it's fine. I see what she's saying. You know, I've got a, a natural advantage, but um, I would, I, I honestly, I would prefer you don't call me Hooves because I like that's just really reductive of my species in general. You know, we're quite a complex uh people, so um, just you know, I don't know, <laughs> mind your own business, I guess. Fine, whatever. And you can see she just knocks the sand off her table, uh, which she probably uses as an excuse because it did not resemble anything. <laughs> what's this? Uh, what's this person's name? Uh, at the minute, you only know her as Miss Silverleaf. Oh, okay, fine. I just want to know who I hate. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I've already written down her name, Miss Silverleaf. <laughs> Um, well, uh, Miss Raventhorpe goes around the class and examines other people's uh, sand divinations. And after a while, the bell rings, signalling that you should head to your next class. But as you go to leave, uh, Miss Raventhorpe stops the three of you and goes, um, Kira, if you ever need to talk about divination or any struggles you may be having, I, w- I will always have my door open to you. I mean, look, um, yeah, thank you. Um, I, I'm not, I, wasn't, I wouldn't say I was struggling so much as um, I'm just working uh, really hard. But yeah, maybe I'll take you up on that. I don't, I don't know. We'll, we'll see what the week, where the week takes us, you know? Absolutely. I didn't mean to imply, I'm, I just meant that if you need to talk about anything, I'm sorry if I made it sound like I thought your abilities in this class were inferior when in fact you are the most promising divination student i've ever taught um she she just blushes super hard uh, thank you th- thank you thank you um yeah maybe maybe i'll come by for lunch one time or something um yeah okay absolutely my door's always open oh and um brandy next time do your homework okay stephanie yep it's fine yep. Stephanie's fine. <laughs> okay. Thanks, Miss Raventhorpe. Brandy's also fine. <laughs> See you later, Miss Raventhorpe. See you later, Miss Raventhorpe. Uh, and so you head off to your next class, uh, Mythology and Multiple Worlds. But to get there, you have to cross a particular battlement bridge, which is known amongst the students as the Drop. Ooh. It's called this because below is a supposed bottomless pit. No one has truly tested the validity of the term bottomless, but students know that if they need something disappearing, just take it to the drop. Sometimes, and very rarely, it's been said that the pit will return an item to the bridge, but if it did belong to a student, they most likely had graduated long ago. 
As you're crossing the drop, you see three figures appear at the other side of the bridge. The one at the front is Sophie Silverleaf, the elf from Divination Class. She is flanked by an air elemental named Jenny Swift (laughs) and another elf named Kylantha Stanza. Sophie shouts out over the bridge, Hey, prognosticant, did you foresee me kicking your ass today? Um, how to respond to that? It's quite, it's quite, quite the insult. Quite the insult. <laughs> yeah. Um, that was that was a really good insult. I'm going I'm to say Erin's probably already like squaring herself <laughs> off. Like, hey, but, but please don't say it again. Um, and Kira's just gonna go. Um, no, I didn't actually. I foresaw you trying to kick my ass and then falling over on your ass. So I, I really wouldn't attempt it if I were you. Nice, nice. Take her out. No, I, I really did see that. Oh yeah, probably you do see everything. <laughs> like I'm, I'm just you know, because I'm a, because uh, I'm a centaur, I'm actually quite tall, and it's actually really quite difficult to beat me up. Um, so you know, you're only gonna hurt yourself doing that. So just, I'm just saying, be careful if you try to, because you probably will hurt yourself more than anything. She looks undeterred, and she turns to her two associates, which is probably a. Better term for them than friends. Hench uh, people. Hench creatures. Hench. And they start to move towards you with purpose. Um, fighting with magic is extremely forbidden outside of the classroom, but good old-fashioned fighting with punches and kicks isn't as strict of an offence in the administration's eyes. I don't eyes. really want to go against a, a half-horse so, with kicks. I feel no, like that's, that's more dangerous choice. than a lot of things I could do with magic, I feel like. <laughs> just smoosh her in the face. <laughs> but my personality probably wouldn't mm. wouldn't do that. I'd just sort of take it, whatever they get give to me, really. Erin is, is probably going to um, like place herself directly in front of uh, of her friends, you know, like fists already clenched down by her side, and this look of like absolutely not on her face, and she's like, "What's your problem anyway? What'd she ever do to you?" Dirty cheater is what she did. See, the thing is, to cheat you have to be wanting to win. For some people, that's just not as important as you needing to be first in everything. She goes to swing on you, Erin. We're going to have to roll for some good old-fashioned fighting. (laughs) You've been listening to Roll Plus Heart. Today was the first part of our new mini-series of Kids on Brooms, a game by Doug Lewandowski, Jonathan Gilmore and Spencer Stark. Your GM was Sarah Keep, and your players were Bex Watson as Aaron Doyle, Helen Gaffney as Kira Blair and me, Jem Blundell, as Brandy Amos. Our music was composed by David Shaw, music mixing and mastering was by Mark Anderson. If you're really enjoying the show and would like to support us, please feel free to tell every single person that you know about it, especially your gran. But apart from that, you can also share it on social media. We are on Twitter and we do have a Facebook page and that's about it as far as we go, but that does not stop you from flaunting and vaunting and haunting us via social media. And if you want to support us with, like, money or something, I don't know, capitalist nonsense, you can join our Patreon, where for as little as £1 a month, that is one worthless pound sterling, what else are you going to buy with it? (laughs) You can support Roll Plus Heart. 
For £1 a month, you can get access to all bonus audio content. So far, we have had one-on-one interviews with the cast. We have had talkbacks about games that we've played and tried out. We have had bonus one-shots that haven't ever been aired before. And we've got some session zeros coming up. So if you'd like to hear more from us, go to patreon.com, look for Roll Plus Heart, and you can sign up from one little squiddly piddly pound a month. If you do want to join at a higher tier, that gives you access to exclusive merch. We have a £4 a month tier where once every three months you will get an exclusive sticker. That is once every three months. We have an £8 a month tier where once every three months, in addition to all the audio content, you will get an exclusive mini print of Sarah's fabulous art. And for £15 a month, if you are absolutely out of this world, you can get an exclusive t-shirt every three months. That one's perhaps a little excessive. Or maybe taking over your entire wardrobe there, but you can get it for a measly £15 a month, plus all the audio content. So to recap, our Patreon is live now. There are posts already available of bonus content for you to listen to. From £1 a month, that's £12 in a year, you get access to all bonus audio content. And for if you want to go absolutely wild and go any higher than that, that will unlock exclusive merch with exclusive designs on, made by our fabulous arty bunch here at Roll Plus Heart. A huge, big, lovely, squishy shout out to Paul Salt, Paul Goodman and M Squared for signing up already. We love you very, very much. If you just want to go ahead and buy a piece of merch with our logo on, you can go to redbubble.com, search for Roll Plus Heart, and you can find a whole bunch of stuff with our wonderful logo on it. And if you want to hear more from us, you can find us all on Twitter. The podcast is on there, at Roll Plus Heart. I'm on there, at Jen Blundell. Sarah is on there, at Penguin Panic. Bex is on there, at Starling Girl. And Helen is on there, as none of your flipping business. If you want to listen to more stuff that we do, you can find Bex on Twitch, where they stream art and occasionally games. They're very good. Bex just did an absolutely mega... Well, I'm recording this earlier than you're going to hear it, but in September, Bex did an absolutely mega 12-hour stream for their birthday. It was incredible. If you weren't there, you missed out, because it was absolutely fantastic. The community is wonderful. They all turned up and Limmy raided. It was wild. <laughs> Me and Sarah do another podcast called Quest Fantastic. That's a D&D actual play podcast about a bunch of retired heroes who go off on a quest to rescue an old friend. It's a really fun show. If you like the vibe on Roll Plus Heart, definitely go check it out because I think you'll enjoy it too. Our next episode will be out on Wednesday the 26th of October and that will be the second part of Kids on Brooms. Until then, hang ten! Anyway, does everyone does everyone want to see Pikachu's butthole? <laughs> huh? <laughs> what? What? What was that sentence? What? I just said, does everyone want to see Pikachu's butthole? I thought you said, did ev- did everyone uh. see Pikachu's butthole? Did, see, 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 what I thought had happened is we should have seen, like you'd hide, hidden it somewhere in the background, mm. and that we should have already <laughs> seen Pikachu's butthole. And I was like, what? When did that happen? Yeah, I would like to see Pikachu's butthole. I know you're going to send it, but I don't want to answer yes for fear that this recording will be taken out of context. (laughs) 
I could make, I could edit that to make you sound like you were saying anything at this point. I've got enough audio on you. I've never wanted anything in my life more than to see Pikachu's butthole. 